So we're going to move on now in our service to uh, look at God's word. And we're going to be continuing our series today, working through Psalm 23, uh, seeing God in times of COVID, help sticking in Christ in times of COVID. And we come today to verse two. Last week, Darren unpacked verse one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you can check that out from looking at last week's uh, video. Um, and today we're going to be looking at verse two. But I'm going to start by reading the whole of verse 20, uh, Psalm 23. It's just six verses long. Uh, many of you will be familiar with at least some of the words because it's probably the most famous psalm uh, read in all sorts of situations. It's often associated with uh, people near the end of their life and read uh, as people kind of approaching, passing away. But actually, it's a psalm of life and speaks of God's goodness to us, which hopefully we will see as we look at it a bit more today. I'm just going to pray before we go any further. Father God, I pray that you would help us this morning to uh, hear what you want us to hear. Let us be changed as a result of uh, being exposed to your truth through scripture. I pray that you would help me as I speak right now and help all of us to take on board what you want us to have uh, hear from. I pray that we'd have a better understanding of who you are as the shepherd and who we are as your sheep. Lord, will you bless us and change us in your name. Amen. So Psalm 23, I'm reading from the ESV. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, as I said, today we're looking at verse two and our title is Green Pastures and Still Waters. Verse two says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The message version of the Bible puts this verse like this. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. What a wonderful image. And it is one of those verses in the Bible that has such rich uh, imagery. I wonder what comes to your mind when you hear about being bedded down in lush meadows and uh, finding quiet pools of water to drink from. For me, one of the most recent images that comes to my mind is uh, from a holiday back in August. We went down to Cornwall and we stayed in a, in a house that overlooked the estuary. And there were a few mornings where we woke up and there was just such a stillness on the water. The sun yeah, it did appear occasionally in August. It, it appeared and it was just shining down and the boats were all still and it was just this beautiful. There was no movement. People weren't around. There was a, a few birds, but it was just this stillness. 
What is it you think of when you think of green pastures and still waters? Well, before we get to explore those a little bit and what David was perhaps thinking about uh, when he wrote that line in, in Psalm 23, let's just pause to think about, well, who is he that he's talking about? Because he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Well, he's talking about God, the shepherd. What is this this good shepherd like? What, what does he do? Well, this shepherd, that God's, David's referring to, to God as a shepherd, and David was a shepherd. He knew what he was talking about when he talks about shepherds and what they get up to, because he was indeed a shepherd. Now, I'm no shepherd. I uh, don't have a lot of experience with shepherds. In fact, um, my knowledge of shepherds is so limited. It comes from the old BBC show One Man and His Dog that hasn't been aired for over 25, 30 years. Um, probably also comes a little bit from the film Babe. Um, and also from my trips to our lo the local farm, uh, Widow's Farm, where they used to have the shepherd demonstrate little tricks, uh, more with ducks actually than sheep. Um, the closest I've got to meeting a shepherd was actually a goat farmer in Wales. So not sheep, but goats. My knowledge of, of shepherds and what they do isn't very extensive. But David, who wrote Psalm 23, he was actually a shepherd. He knew what he was talking about when he's referring to God being our shepherd and some of the things he does uh, in there. A book that I found particularly helpful and any of you who aren't very uh, up on shepherding yourselves, you might also find helpful is this this old classic. In fact, it was first written in 1970. It's a book by Philip Keller and it's called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. Now, this is something that was uh, flagged up to us a few years ago when we were looking at uh, uh, this whole idea of God being our shepherd before. But it's a really good book. You can still get it. I've got it on Amazon myself this week and I'm going to dip into that a little bit. Uh, as I go through over the next few minutes, but really helpful because, um, yeah, many of us don't really understand what shepherds do and what their role is with the sheep. But when David was talking about the shepherd, he says that this shepherd, this this wonderful Lord God of ours, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. Now, this isn't a sense of God forcing us. It's not a sense of the shepherd forcing the sheep uh, to green pastures, but more a gentle leading and caring of them. Jesus talked about himself being the good shepherd, and you'll find that in, in the New Testament in John 10. In John 10, 3 to 4, he says this about him uh, himself being the good shepherd. He says, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. This sense of the good shepherd calling and leading—it's a gentle calling because he has their best interests at heart. God has his our best interests at heart. He's a, it's a gentle leading us through to where is going to be a really good place for us. The shepherd 
owns the sheep. They belong to him. He does this because he wants the best for them, but because he's invested in them. Likewise, for those of us who say we're Christians, we belong to God. When uh, we were on holiday, we, we saw a number of sheep wandering around and they were all spray painted different colours, depending on which shepherd, which farmer they belong to. If you like, we have been stamped. In fact, the Bible talks about us being sealed with the Holy Spirit. We belong. We have been purchased by God. And so he wants to lead us through into good, into good places for us because we belong to him. He's committed to our well-being. God is committed to your well-being. And he will stop at nothing in his care for you and me. In fact, Jesus goes on to say this in the same passage in John 10, talking about the good shepherd himself. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Our shepherd, Jesus, the good shepherd, stopped at nothing for you and me. In fact, he laid down his life so that we could know him and know him as the father God knows Jesus. What an intimacy we're called into. You know, when we think about green pastures, those of us who live in the UK, there's an abundance of green fields around. And we think, well, what's the big deal? There's so many to choose from. But David was writing Psalm 23 in a place that was arid and dry. Green pastures weren't something that were just kind of things that were around. You had to seek them out and find them. And so the shepherd had to know the area, had to know where he could find the right places for the sheep to feed and rest in the midst of the dryness. They needed to know. Likewise, we live in a culture that is arid and dry at times. I mean, I think many of us are aware of that. And God is very capable of finding the pastures and waters that we need in the midst of all of this. In fact, he can go far so far as to make them where there aren't any because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He has no problem in locating these wonderful, lush green pastures and still waters and then leading us to them. It's worth noting that. Sheep don't lie down and settle if there's anything that would annoy them or make them fearful or if they're hungry. And this is something that uh, Keller picks up in in his book. I'm just going to read a little bit to you because he's making this point that unless they're totally at peace, the sheep won't settle and lie down. It is significant that to be at rest, there must be a definite sense of freedom from fear, tension, aggravations and hunger. The unique aspect of the picture is that it is only the sheep man himself who can provide release from these anxieties. It all depends on the diligence of the owner, whether or not his flock is free of disturbing influences. 
It is actually he who makes it possible for them to lie down, to rest, to relax, to be content and quiet and flourishing. In the course of time, I came to realise that nothing so quieted and reassured the sheep as to see me in the field, because remember he was a shepherd, this guy, uh, Keller. The presence of their master and owner and protector put them at ease as nothing else could do, and this applied day and night. In the Christian's life, there is no substitute for the keen awareness that my shepherd is nearby. There is nothing like Christ's presence to dispel the fear, the panic, the terror of the unknown. We live a most uncertain life. Remember, he wrote this 50 years ago. Life still feels quite uncertain. Any hour can bring disaster, danger and distress from unknown quarters. Life is full of hazards. No one can tell what a day will produce in new trouble. We live in a sense of anxiety, fear and foreboding or in a sense of quiet rest. Which is it? Generally, it is the unknown, the unexpected that produces the greatest panic. It is the grip of fear that most of us are unable to cope with, the cruel circumstances and harsh complexities of life. We feel there are foes which endanger our tranquility. Often our first impulse is simply to get up and run from them. Then in the midst of our misfortunes, there suddenly comes the awareness that he the Christ, the Good Shepherd, is there. It makes all the difference. His presence in the picture throws a different light on the whole scene. Suddenly, things are not half so black, not nearly so terrifying. The outlook changes and there is hope. I find myself delivered from fear, rest returns, and I can relax. Psalm, 40, uh, Psalm 4 verse 8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Our good shepherd is the one who can make us lie down in green pastures and does lead us to still waters because his very presence brings peace. So let's Consider for a few minutes what it is that God leads us to. This green pasture and this still water. Well, pastures are a pleasant place. It's home. It's beautiful. It's a place of resting and eating. And it's essential for sheep, particularly when they are lambing and, and nurturing the young lambs. The ewes need good, rich pastures to be able to eat so they can make good quality milk for the, for the lambs. But all sheep need that good food. And so the shepherd leads them to those places to rest and to eat before they then travel on through the arid areas and get to the next place. God leads us to green pastures for our good. I guess the question for us is, will we eat of them when we get there? So often... We're ready to grab a quick meal from all sorts of different sources, maybe not from the best food, not from what God wants for us. We grab at all sorts of different things, but God would have us come before him and experience the goodness 
that he has for us because nothing compares with what he offers. The still waters similarly talk about a peace and a calmness. It's a place to drink. Now it's not a stagnant pool that God brings us to, but a quiet stream with fresh flowing waters, not turbulent that would make the sheep anxious, but still waters where they can lap, where we can come as God's sheep. So it's green pastures and still waters that are there for our goodness, that God leads us to. Water is essential for sheep to live, essential for us to live physically as well. Spiritual water is essential for us. Jesus said, come and drink, those of you who are thirsty. We can drink from him. We can take time to pause in the busyness, to know the stillness and be refreshed. How much we need that right now. We need to know the refreshing. So the good shepherd leads us to a wonderful setting. What are we as sheep to do? We have a good shepherd, a caring shepherd who will stop at nothing for us. He has already shown that he has died for us. He leads us to green pastures and to still waters. But how should we as sheep respond? What do we do when we're in the green pastures and by the still waters? We should lie down, eat and drink. Now is a time for us to do that. Many of you will have seen the video that uh, Jane shared on our Facebook group this week from Phil Moore. And in it, he, he just was challenging us to be still, to grab these opportunities during lockdown where perhaps life is a little bit quieter and we can't get out as much, but we can draw aside to be with our good shepherd. As we started the year and we keep coming back to, he is calling us to be still and know that he is God. Let him refresh you. Let him do his mighty work in you. Will you follow God's leading to green pastures and still waters? Will you allow yourself to be led to those places and once there are you resting and feeding and drinking are you regularly doing that allowing yourself some r and r some rest and recuperation one final quote from keller which i found quite provocative and challenging he says this about the sheep going to uh, still waters There's always a percentage of people who will refuse to allow God to lead them. They insist on running their own lives and following the dictates of their own wills. They insist they can be masters of their own destinies, even if ultimately such destinies are disruptive. Destructive. They don't want to be directed by the Spirit of God. They don't want to be led by him. They want to walk in their own ways and drink from any old source that they fancy might satisfy their wings. They remind me very much of a bunch of sheep I watched one day, which was being led down to a magnificent mountain stream. 
The snow-fed waters were flowing pure and clear and crystal clean between lovely banks of trees. But on the way, several stubborn ewes and their lambs stopped instead to drink from small, dirty, muddy pools beside the trail. The water was filthy and polluted, not only with the churned up mud from the passing sheep, but it was also with manure and urine of previous flocks that had passed that way. Still, these stubborn sheep were quite sure it was the best drink obtainable. The water itself was filthy and unfit for them. Much more, it was obviously contaminated with nematodes and liver fluke eggs that would eventually riddle them with internal parasites and diseases of destructive impact. People often try this pursuit or that with casual comment, so what? I can't see that it's going to do any harm. Little do they appreciate that often there is a delayed reaction and that considerable time may elapse before the full impact of their misjudgment strikes home. Then suddenly they are in deep trouble and wonder why. To offset these dangers and guard against them, God invites us to allow ourselves to be led and guided by his own gracious spirit. Will you allow yourself to be led afresh by God to green pastures and still waters? Will you be able to declare with David, who said, you have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. Sounds wonderful to me. Sounds like just what I need. I'm guessing what many of you need too.